This November, annual Sherlock's VIP sign-ups receive a free Cocoa and Eve super nourishing coconut and fig hair mask worth £34.90. Purchase VIP as a gift or sign up yourself for just £5 a month or £50 for the year and join the most exclusive VIP scheme in London. From restaurant openings and discounts at bars and hotels to beauty and wellness offers, Sherlock's partners with London's best venues, suppliers and brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. Visit sherlocksvip.com to find out more. Time poor? Never get around to watching or reading the news? Aware you're not quite as on top of what's happening in the world as you should be? Well, the Brief Daily from Sherlux.com is the daily email that brings you the scoop on the breaking news and current affairs you need to know about each day. In this weekly podcast, we round up all those stories into one neat episode. So subscribe, keep listening and stay informed. Today is the 15th of November and the main stories in the brief this week are Yesterday, the Prime Minister gathered her ministers for an emergency meeting to sign off the Brexit withdrawal agreement. After a five-hour meeting, May's cabinet came out in its favour. Nonetheless, critics have been quick to voice their opinions. Hardline Brexiteers argue it would see the UK trapped in a customs union with the EU, while Labour said the deal was unlikely to support the UK economy and threatened to vote against it in Parliament. Crucially, Northern Ireland's DUP is suspicious of deeper customs arrangements for Northern Ireland hidden in the details of the deal. Despite this chorus of criticism, Tory Chief Whip Julian Smith has said he is confident of the deal passing its Commons vote. The plan lays out the separation agreement between the UK and EU, covering three key areas, the financial settlement, post-Brexit rights for EU and UK citizens, and the means of avoiding a hard border between Northern Ireland and the Republic. While the financial divorce bill and questions of citizens' rights were resolved some time ago, the issue of the Irish border, the soon-to-be border between the UK and EU, remained a sticking point. This issue has now been resolved with compromise on both sides. The EU has accepted a UK-wide customs union, avoiding a border down the Irish Sea. The UK has accepted it will not be able to leave this union when it pleases. Instead, it will need approval from the EU. The arrangement also saw the UK accept some special customs arrangements for Northern Ireland, thought to be extra non-customs checks on goods moving between Northern Ireland and the rest of the UK. An emergency EU summit to sign off the deal is likely to be held before the end of this month. However, with the EU's approval virtually guaranteed, the real threat to the agreement's progress lies in the subsequent vote in UK Parliament, potentially held as soon as the start of December. Californian firefighters have struggled to contain several wildfires in the state, as strong winds worsen the blazes. State authorities have confirmed the death toll from the fires has risen to at least 56 people, making it the deadliest incident of wildfires in the history of the state. In the town of Paradise, firefighters were powerless to stop the campfire as it swept through the town, destroying over 6,700 homes and businesses. In Southern California, people were also killed in a fire affecting the resort town of Malibu. Known as the Wolseley Fire, the blaze stretches across 83,275 acres. It is estimated 250,000 people have been forced to flee their homes to escape the fires, with over 1,300 staying in emergency shelters. Many people remain unaccounted for. Speaking on Saturday night, State Senator Henry Stern said it was impossible to quantify the tragedy and dismay felt by Californians, adding they were tremendously grateful for the work of the emergency services. Female prisoners are giving birth in their cells without the assistance of a midwife, according to The Guardian. Dr Laura Abbott, a specialist midwife and senior lecturer at the University of Hertfordshire, studied the conditions of pregnant prisoners in England and Wales, flagging serious concerns over the welfare of mothers and their babies, including three cases of labour taking place in prison cells. 
While such incidents are reportedly rare, neither the NHS nor Ministry of Justice records instances of births in prison, so there are no official figures available. Prison staff are not trained to know when a woman is in labour, and prison medical staff are rarely trained in emergency births. One woman interviewed as part of the study said staff had not believed her when she said she was going into labour. She later gave birth to her baby prematurely in her cell without a midwife. Birth Companions, a charity which supports women in prison, has called for pregnant prisoners to have 24-hour telephone access to labour wards and for a member of prison staff trained in emergency delivery to be available at all times. In UK news, a bus driver has been arrested on suspicion of drink driving following a crash in Croydon. The double-decker bus hit two vehicles while travelling on the 198 route in West Croydon. A 15-year-old is in a critical condition following the crash, with at least 20 passengers on board also injured, 18 of them admitted to hospital. The vehicle collided with a car and another bus before hitting a bus shelter. The driver is being held in custody while police investigate the crash. A statement from the Metropolitan Police said the man was being held on suspicion of drink driving, although later confirmed he had failed a roadside drug screening test. Veteran broadcaster Sir David Attenborough has been enlisted by Netflix to narrate its new wildlife programme. Our Planet has been described as the world's most ambitious natural history series, its eight episodes taking four years to film and spanning 50 countries worldwide. Attenborough joins Our Planet director Alastair Fothergill, a former series producer on the BBC's Blue Planet and Planet Earth. Set for release in April, the programme will focus on the world's most fragile landscapes. It's the latest challenge to mainstream broadcasters by Netflix, and the streaming giant's first move into a genre previously dominated by the BBC. This does not signal the end of Attenborough on the BBC. A Frozen Planet sequel is due for release in 2021. Scotland is to become the first country in the world to introduce compulsory teaching of LGBTI rights in its school curriculum. Described as a historic moment, the legislation will see pupils educated on tackling homophobia and the history of the LGBTI equality movement. It follows recommendations given to Scottish ministers by the Time for Inclusive Education campaign. Campaign co-founder Jordan Daly said the move would end the destructive legacy of Section 28, legislation which banned local authorities from promoting homosexuality. The Act was repealed in Scotland in 2001. The new legislation will add to Scotland's reputation as a leader in LGBTI rights. The country already regularly ranks as one of the best in Europe for such legal protections. Cultuous brand Beyond Meat has brought its bleeding vegan burger to the UK. The much-anticipated product hit Tesco shelves this week after huge US demand saw its August launch delayed. The Beyond Burger is the company's leading vegan product and costs £5.50 for a pack of two. It will also be available at restaurant chain Honest Burger and in all bar one outlets across the UK. The burger is made of plant products including pea protein, coconut oil and potato starch. Its meat-like bleeding is created using beetroot juice. Tesco prepared foods manager Martin Doble described the burger as fantastic tasting, adding, it will be a real game changer for anyone considering going vegan or trying a flexitarian diet. Deliveroo has launched a campaign to help find missing people ahead of Christmas. 500 of the company's delivery drivers will display missing person posters on their backpacks across London, Manchester, Birmingham and Bristol. Deliveroo has teamed up with the charity Missing People to back the campaign, which will include a new donation feature, Ride to Find, in the company's app. Deliveroo chief executive Will Shu praised the company's network of riders for their part in the scheme, saying the posters would be seen by communities up and down the country. According to Missing People, an estimated one million people in Britain are thought to have been affected by a loved one's disappearance. Jeremy Hunt will travel to Saudi Arabia this week as part of a trip which will see the Foreign Secretary attempt to put pressure on the authorities to resolve Jamal Khashoggi's death. 
Hunt will meet both King Salman and Crown Prince Mohammed. It is thought the Foreign Secretary will request Saudi Arabia improves its cooperation with the Turkish investigation into Khashoggi's murder. It will be the first meeting between a senior Western minister and Saudi leaders since the country's public prosecutor confirmed the journalist's killing had been deliberate. Turkey has accused the Saudi authorities of obstructing the investigation by refusing to return suspects involved in the case and denying investigators full access to locations linked to the murder. A survey by consumer group Witch has seen Homebase rated the UK's worst online shop. Those surveyed said the DIY chain's website was not up to date on stock, offered poor value for money and was hard to navigate. Budget sportswear retailer Sports Direct and women's clothing brand Dorothy Perkins also rank poorly. Smaller retailers offering a more personal service came out on top, with the website of skincare brand Liz Earl and home entertainment company Richer Sounds ranked best for online shopping experience. John Lewis was the best performing major retailer in the top 10, ranking in sixth place. Which magazine editor Harry Rose said the online shops rating well with customers were those that offer a personal service, quality items and deliver quickly and conveniently. The number of foreign players playing in Premier League squads could be limited according to plans proposed by the FA. The proposals follow informal discussion within the FA on how the Premier League will deal with new restrictions on freedom of movement in the wake of Brexit. The FA has suggested top clubs should ensure half their squad is homegrown, tightening the limit on overseas players from 17 to 12. The footballing body said the proposition would provide a welcome chance to increase the opportunities available to young British players. There's likely to be a transition period before the potential changes are implemented, although the proposal may be rubber-stamped before the end of this year. Figures from the ONS have hinted that wage stagnation for British workers may be coming to an end. Its latest figures show UK wages growing at their fastest rate since the financial crash, outpacing inflation for the past eight months. Excluding bonuses, wages in the three months to September were up 3.2% on last year's and at their highest point since the end of 2008. Before the financial crash, wage growth was at 4%. Today, real wages are still struggling to rise above pre-recession levels. Stephen Clark, a senior economic analyst at Think Tank Resolution, said that while the UK is yet to enjoy a big labour market shift, the ONS's latest figures were encouraging signs of a proper pay recovery for British workers. In health news... Health campaign group Action on Sugar has called for a ban on freak shakes after its survey found some of the drinks contain grotesque levels of sugar and calories. The group's research looked into milkshakes and freak shakes, milkshakes containing extra sweets, cakes and sauce on offer in UK restaurants. The worst offender was found to be Toby Carvery's Unicorn Freak Shake, which contains 39 teaspoons of sugar and packs 1,280 calories, six times the recommended sugar allowance for seven to ten-year-olds. Action on Sugar is pushing for the government to tackle the calorie-laden drinks, arguing a ban should be introduced on milkshakes over 300 calories. The group's chairman, Graham McGregor, said the sugar levels in the drinks were unacceptable and could result in obesity and tooth decay. Research by a team of international experts has discovered a five-minute scan which could be used to identify those at risk of developing dementia. Led by a team at University College London, researchers use ultrasound scanners to examine blood vessels in the neck and measure the strength of the pulse reaching the brain. Monitoring the vessels of 3,191 people, scientists found those with the most intense pulse experience greater cognitive decline. It is thought a more intense pulse may lead to damage in the brain's small blood vessels and cause minor bleeds on the brain. Monitoring the memory and problem-solving skills of participants across 15 years, Researchers found accelerated cognitive decline was 50% more likely among those with the highest intensity pulse. Cognitive decline is considered one of the first signs of dementia. 
Researchers have suggested using the neck scan as a way of identifying those with an intense pulse to improve early interventions in lifestyle and health treatment. A study published in the Lancet Medical Journal has discovered a remarkable transition in global fertility rates. Researchers found nearly half of countries worldwide are facing a baby bust as falling birth rates see shrinking populations. Examining international fertility trends since 1950, the study found the average woman gave birth to 4.7 children in their lifetime. Last year, that figure was found to have fallen to 2.4 children per woman. While these statistics mask huge regional variations, they indicate almost half of countries are heading towards a future where there are more grandparents than grandchildren. The falling fertility rate is thought to be a result of improved access to contraception, a lower infant mortality rate and more women in work. In environment news, a petition to get Iceland's Christmas advert on television has reached 670,000 signatures. The advert, which highlights the plight of orangutans facing deforestation at the hands of palm oil growers, was banned from TV. Advertising watchdog Clearcast deemed it too political for television broadcast due to its association with the environmental organisation Greenpeace. The ad has now had 15 million views on the supermarket's YouTube channel. The petition's success comes amid growing criticism of major food producers for their impact on endangered orangutans. Snack company Mondelez has been accused of destroying 70,000 hectares of its rainforest habitat in just two years. Mondelez is one of the world's biggest users of palm oil. It features the product in many of its popular snacks, including Cadbury chocolate, Oreos and Ritz crackers. The Department for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs, DEFRA, has been accused of telling barefaced lies by veterinary campaign group. Vets in the Prion Interest Group have written to Chief Vet Dr Christine Middlemas, arguing DEFRA has made insupportable claims related to the success of its badger culls. The spread of bovine TB in cows has previously been blamed on the UK's badger population, leading to controversial government-backed culls of the animals. The group rejects DEFRA's claims that such culls reduced TB cases in Somerset and Gloucestershire, describing the department's figures as deliberately opaque and arguing they're not supported by scientific evidence. DEFRA has responded to the letter, claiming all statements made by the department had been absolutely correct. Elsewhere in the world. A homeless man has been hailed a hero in Australia following a terror attack in Melbourne on Friday. Michael Rogers was dubbed Trolley Man online after attempting to tackle the knife-wielding attacker with a shopping trolley, protecting two police officers. A funding campaign was set up in the wake of the attack, as footage of Rogers' act circulated online. Over £55,000 has already been raised by the GoFundMe page set up by Donna Stoltzenberg. Stoltzenberg, founder of charity Melbourne Homeless Collective, told reporters, As a person, he just deserves it. One person was killed in the attack, with two others suffering stab wounds. Comic book writer Stan Lee has died aged 95. Lee passed away on Monday morning in Los Angeles. Considered a legend in the superhero world, Lee co-created iconic characters such as Iron Man, Spider-Man and the X-Men. Responsible for revitalising the comic book industry, Lee is credited with creating the Marvel Universe and bringing popular comic heroes to the television and cinema. At its peak under Lee, Marvel sold 50 million copies a year. Actor Hugh Jackman, who played Wolverine in the X-Men films, described Lee as a pioneering force in the superhero universe. An arrest has been made in connection to the case of fruit sabotage in Australia. It follows a nationwide investigation launched in September after several needles were discovered in Australian-grown strawberries. A woman has now been arrested and is facing seven counts of contaminating goods. Mayut Trin worked as a supervisor at a strawberry farm north of Brisbane and allegedly placed the needles in the fruit in a bid to damage her employer's business. 
The scare saw 186 reports of contamination, although it is unclear how many of these are allegedly attributed to the suspect. The first reported case saw a Queensland man hospitalised with stomach pains after eating one of the strawberries, with farmers later forced to dump tonnes of the fruit as the scare spread. If found guilty, Trin will face a sentence of up to 15 years. The Irish Aviation Authority has launched an investigation after commercial flight pilot spotted an unidentified flying object while travelling over Ireland. A British Airways pilot contacted Shannon Air Traffic Control on the 9th of November to ask whether military exercises were being carried out off the west coast of Ireland. She reported a very bright light travelling at high speed, moving past the plane before it rapidly veered to the north. Another pilot, manning a Virgin Airlines flight from Orlando to Manchester, reported a very bright meteor or object making some kind of re-entry. There were no military exercises being carried out in the area. A spokesperson for the Irish Aviation Authority confirmed an investigation was being carried out, adding that the reports were unlikely to indicate extraterrestrial life. The trial of Joachim El Chapo Guzman began in New York on Tuesday. Nicknamed the godfather of the drug world, Guzman was arrested in January 2016 after escaping from a maximum security Mexican prison in 2015. Now extradited to America, he stands accused of leading Mexico's Sinaloa drug cartel, thought to be the US's largest supplier of drugs. A report to US Congress earlier this year said the cartel was making up to $3 billion a year through its drug trafficking business. Guzman faces 17 charges, including continuing criminal enterprise, money laundering and murder. With the drug kingpin's former associates expected to testify against him, record levels of security have been put in place to protect witnesses and jurors. The trial is expected to last four months. Repatriation efforts have begun in Bangladesh following Myanmar's refugee crisis. Thousands from Myanmar's Rohingya communities fled across the border into Bangladesh to escape violence and sexual abuse at the hands of the country's military in August 2017. There have now been reports of Bangladeshi police and armed forces personnel gathering around the refugee camps amid rumours of forced repatriation. Despite assurances from Bangladesh's foreign secretary that no refugees will be forced to return to Myanmar against their will, many families in the camps have reportedly gone into hiding. The United Nations has repeatedly called on Bangladesh to halt its repatriation plans, with UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, Michelle Bachelet, accusing the authorities of causing terror and panic among those sheltering in the camps. Our facts of the week are The makers of the new Sabrina TV series are facing a lawsuit filed by the Satanic Temple. Released on Netflix last month, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is being sued by the organisation for the use of a statue said to resemble the group's goat deity, Baphomet. The lawsuit alleges a copy of Baphomet features in four episodes of the series and associates the Satanic Temple with fictional characters who practice cannibalism. Despite the name, members of the group do not worship the devil. The Temple is an activist group created to ensure the separation of church and state, holding Satan as a symbol against arbitrary authority. China's state news agency has unveiled its latest newsreader, an artificial intelligence news anchor designed to deliver 24-hour headlines. The virtual newsreader is modelled on a real agency presenter, Zhang Zhao. Although it appears just like the real thing, viewers have already picked up on a few robotic giveaways, including an animatronic voice and clunky delivery of some stories. Oxford computer science professor Michael Wooldridge said the AI presenter was quite difficult to watch, adding, it's not got rhythm, pace or emphasis. The average daily commute for workers travelling to and from work last year was 58.4 minutes, according to the TUC. The journey time is up a full five minutes from a decade ago, when the average daily commute was 53.6 minutes. The increase has been blamed on overcrowding on the railways and on rising house prices forcing workers further away from their workplaces. 
Regionally, Londoners had the longest average commute at 81 minutes. In terms of transport, travelling by train proved the worst, with the average train commute coming in at over two hours. And finally, Coca-Cola has been forced to scale back its Christmas truck tour after health-conscious local councils objected to its sugary handouts. The festive tour first ran in 1995 and saw the iconic trucks hosted by local authorities and shopping centres across the UK. This year, the trucks will make less than two-thirds of their usual stops after 83 health organisations signed a letter criticising the tour and calling on Coca-Cola to hand out only sugar-free versions of its drinks. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.